The United States is spearheading a new economic treaty and Pacific countries are being asked to sign up. The Pacific Network on Globalization, or PANG, says the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework participants already include Australia, New Zealand, India, Malaysia and from the Pacific so far, Fiji. Spokesperson for PANG, Adam Wolfenden, says Pacific countries will come under enormous pressure to sign. He told Don Wiseman more about a plan of which he says little has been publicly revealed. Well, largely it's seen as the U.S.'s response to China's increased engagement uh, in the Pacific region. And also it's seen as a way to try and contain that, that engagement. And what it's being pitched as is like a, an economic framework. There's currently four pillars involved in the discussion. So there's trade, there's supply chain, there's like a clean energy, decarbonisation and infrastructure pillar, and then the final one is tax and anti-corruption. And so it's being pitched as not, a, not necessarily a free trade deal, but what we've seen so far is that it is very much a, a free trade deal. How do you mean? Well, there's still a lot of secrecy, which is a huge part of the problem, is that the ministerial discussions, the draft texts, they're, they're not available. We have seen one text leaked on bilaterals.org and of the trade pillar. And so a lot of what is included in that leaked text is very standard language and intentions around what they want to do in, in a trade deal. So we're seeing language on digital trade and e-commerce. We're seeing good, I think, how do they describe it? I think it's good regulatory practices, competition policy, agriculture, trade facilitation. So a lot of standard components to a trade deal. Uh, the US has said that they're not going to include market access commitments. So the, the traditional commitments on reducing import taxes is not included. But that's largely believed to be because the U.S. wants to try and get this through its domestic processes as fast as it can. And and the import tax issue is always a sticky point with a lot of domestic constituents within the U.S. But what we're seeing from this then is that it's a trade deal aimed more explicitly at change to the economic regulatory processes and practices within the countries that sign up. And so this will benefit those bigger companies from the bigger party to engage in developing country economies like the Pacific Islands, like Fiji, or you know, other, other countries that are going to be involved. How interested are they in the Pacific or the Pacific Island countries? I understand that of the trade ministers meeting, it's just Fiji that's involved at this point. Yeah, that's right. So currently Fiji is the only country that has indicated its involvement. We do know that the US is hosting a Pacific Island summit on the 28th of September. And I imagine there will be a lot of encouragement, a lot of um, emphasis on being part of this framework. And I think it is more in the interest of sidelining China. If they become part of this framework, then their economies, their practices, and kind of the economic organization of their economies will be more aligned to the way that it happens within the U.S. And that, that facilitates U.S. business within those countries. And the markets of the Pacific Island countries are a lot smaller compared to other members like India, Malaysia, New Zealand. But I think the interest is more the, the geopolitical strategic alignment away from China than necessarily the commercial interest in and of itself. So at this point, good or a bad thing for the Pacific Islands? Well, at this point, it's very unclear. There's very little information out there about what the framework will look like. The concern, I think, at the moment 
apart from the lack of transparency, is this framing of economic development for the Pacific as an either-or. You know, it's either China or the US, and you've got to pick one. And I think that sort of framework and that sort of headspace around sort of engaging with economic partners is detrimental approach. You know, it's not saying, well, what's in the best interest of the Pacific? How do we change and, and develop economic ideas and development prospects that are based in the Pacific reality? Not, you know, these failed models of trade and development that keep getting rolled out by countries like the US by Australia and New Zealand. And, th- and that's largely what we'll see with the IPAF, we imagine. It'll be a cut and paste of other US-based agreements to try and stitch something together.